in the mighty name of Jesus. We all rabasa katakai. Jesus we greet you in the wonderful name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, if you're just joining us in the comment section, tell us where you're watching us from. Take 10 people from your list of friends on Facebook so that they can be part and parcel of what God is doing during this global prayer week. This is day number four. This is day number four. And we, we are believing God for something uh, that is deeper, for something that is greater, for something that is, uh, you know, out of this place, another level, another dimension than it was yesterday. Uh, the Bible says we move from one level of glory to the next level of glory. And I do believe that God has a message for somebody tonight. God wants to anoint someone tonight. God wants to touch somebody tonight, impart something into their life. Well, powerful. Uh, so, 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 so blessed to be in the presence of God tonight. Ah. And we appreciate your commitment from day one. Amen. And I believe that God has been building uh, a progressive revelation in our spirits ah. and in your spirits. And I believe that tonight, tonight is a de defining moment in which God is going to release something for a lifetime. So what I want you to do, like what Apostle Mutai say, is to go and invite your family and your friends, send them a text, send them a WhatsApp message, take them, take them and let them not miss tonight because the power of God is going to be released in a mighty way. Oh, hallelujah. Uh, you know, today we had to change our time because of, of Lord shedding in South Africa. I believe they're on stage six. So we're starting, we're starting at 6 p.m. We're going to end just about around 8 p.m. Because electricity is going at 8. So invite as many people as you can. Send someone a message, invite them. I know some people think that the time is 2, 7 p.m. Maybe they haven't opened their inboxes, haven't opened their Facebook to see. But invite someone. Get someone to come. A person that you know follows and watches the program or that do not watch the program send them and tell them that we have started and god is about to do something in somebody's life uh we have been talking about the word of god for the last three days and the power that is in the word in the word of god but tonight i i, I feel something apostle i feel uh, the lord wants to impart yeah the power of the holy spirit the lord wants to impart uh the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The Lord wants to impart, to empower and strengthen somebody right from their inner man. Uh, you know, one of the things that the Word of God, or rather the Lord Jesus teaches us in His Word, in John chapter 14, He told the disciples that I am living, but I will not leave you as orphans. I will go and I will ask the Father that He gives you another one like me, Alos Paracletos. Mm. One that will comfort you, one that will walk with you, one that will guide you, one that will teach you, one that will show you or reveal unto you all truth. And you are talking about the Holy Spirit. Mm. You are talking about the Holy Spirit. And, and the Holy Spirit is, is one of the most important person 
that each and every believer should not only receive but should have fellowship with on a daily basis. Powerful, powerful. Uh, you know, uh, when you begin to talk about the Holy Spirit and the importance of the Holy Spirit in our walk with the Lord, He is very pivotal. Uh, he is what brings God into a reality, uh, into a reality. And it is very important that tonight we, we, we begin to divulge the mystery of the Spirit and talk about the Spirit. Uh, and, uh, and one of the things that I like about uh, when we talk about Him, uh, He will always honor His Word and show up. Yeah. Wherever He's spoken about, He will show up. And I believe that tonight we will show up as we begin to talk about him. Oh, and I'm reminded in the book of Acts, uh, chapter number 1, verse 8, the, the, the disciples are promised to wait, say, tarry in Jerusalem, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon him. Oh. They were not allowed to go and talk about God, witness about God, uh, until oh. they had been endowed by power from honor high when oh. the Holy Spirit have been freely as a gift given to them. Uh -huh. And I believe that tonight there is a level of empowerment that God wants to do by His Spirit. Uh. That from tonight, uh. everyone who is connected tonight and a member of Global Prayer Network, yeah. your life, your ministry won't be the same when this person of the Godhead ministers in your life. Oh, that's so powerful. Mm. You know, you, you, you mentioned that Jesus told them mm. that tarry ye mm. in Jerusalem until you have received the power mm. from on high. Mm. And Jesus was talking about them being filled with the Spirit of God. Mm. And he said, you, 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 you need to be endowed with the power of the Spirit so that you can become witnesses mm. in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, mm. and unto the ends of the earth. Mm. Meaning, they could not become effective without the Holy Spirit. Mm. In other words, they could have gone and become witnesses, but their witnessing would have not yielded anything. Mm. They would have not uh, had so much impact that until today the church is surviving. Why? Because they heeded to the to, to that simple message until we have been endowed with the power from on high. In other words, until the Spirit of God has come upon you and He comes with His anointing and He comes with His power, meaning that He is the most important person that a believer should have. That, that means there is no believer that can uh, exist and be successful as a believer without the Holy Spirit. Mm. Wow, powerful. Uh, in, in, in what you are outlining, it made me now understand that uh, the, the importance, uh -huh. if Jesus could say, tarry ye in Jerusalem, uh -huh. that emphasis is uh, bringing to us an understanding of how important the Holy Spirit is uh -huh. to the Godhead, yeah. to God. Yeah. And how he was going to be important in our lives when we are talking about God. Yeah. Why? One of the things, uh, Apostle, is that the purpose of the Holy Spirit, we see it from the Genesis or the beginning. 
that the purpose of the Holy Spirit, according to Genesis chapter number one, the Bible says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void, and the Spirit of God was brooding over the faces of the deep. And God says, let there be, and it was. In that procession, we understand that the purpose of the Holy Spirit was bring in, bring, uh, was to bring into manifestation, uh. into a visible manifestation, the mind of God, mm -hmm. the Word of God. Uh. So if then someone uh, speaks about God with all the Holy Spirit, mm. whatever he says about God has nothing to bring it into manifestation. Mm. Because if the Holy Spirit is not the, in the equation, then there is no manifestation. That's why in the book of Corinthians, the Bible says, uh, uh, no one knows the mind of a man except the Spirit in a man. Uh, it goes on to say, no one knows the mind of God except the Spirit of God. The Spirit searches the deep, even here, the deep things of God, mm. which means the Holy Spirit is the CEO over the mind of God. Mm. So which means wherever the mind of God is spoken, the Holy Spirit must be in the equation. Uh. He's not only there to reveal the mind of God, uh. he's also the power behind the manifestation mm. of the mind of God. So if the disciples were to go into Jerusalem, Judea, and all the animals parts of the world, without the power of the Holy Spirit, they were just going to go and speak the persuasive uh, words of human wisdom mm. without the demonstration of the power of the Spirit. Mm. Mm. There is a difference in, in us speaking the Word of God and speaking the Word of God backed by the Holy Spirit. Mm. Because when we are backed by the Holy Spirit, there is a manifestation. Ah, that's, so mm. that's so powerful. So, so, so this means, man of God, that... Mm. Not only is mm. this analogy limited to ministers of the gospel, mm. Come on now. but there are believers who are doing things in their life. It, it mm. doesn't matter what it is that you're mm. doing in life, but mm. doing it without the backing of the Spirit sure. of God. Mm. Come on now. Realizes, don't go anywhere until you are endowed with power, oh. meaning the power of the Holy Spirit becomes the force. Mm. It is the enforcer of the will of God. It mm. is the enforcer of the word of God, it is the enforcer of the promises mm. of God. Mm. And majority of the times, people are doing things without mm. the Holy Spirit backing them up. You start a business, there is no backing of the Holy Spirit. Mm. You start school, there is no backing of the Holy Spirit. You start a project, there is no backing of the Holy Spirit. What it simply means, Jesus says, I will not leave you as orphans. Meaning a believer without the Spirit of God is likened to an orphan. That means you have no backup, you have no protection, you have no covering. You don't have muscle behind you. So when the Holy Spirit comes, He comes with muscle. When the Holy Spirit comes, He comes with power. He expresses Himself in power mm. and in the glory of God. Mm. He then becomes the enforcer of the will of mm. God. He becomes the enforcer of the word of God. Mm. So majority of the times, believers are doing things that they wonder, why is it not working? Yet the missing link is the Spirit of God. Wow. Says when you don't have Him, you are like orphans. When you don't have Him, you are like someone without a protector. You are like someone without someone who, you know, a guide, someone who's, who's, who's supposed to, to give you a tour guide into what God has said, into what God has predestined you for. 
So the Holy Spirit is the most important person in the life of a believer. The Holy Ghost is the most important entity in the life of a believer. Because when you have the Holy Spirit, you have the backing of God right there. He enforces by His power the will of God. Wow. You, you, you spoke about people going about their business ah. without the backing of the Holy Spirit. And I, I like what Romans say, Romans 8, 14. says, as many as are led mm. by the Spirit, they are the two sons of God. Mm -hmm. Which means one of the uh, things that marks a son of God is... Uh, moving under the leadership of the Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. When we are talking about the leadership of the Spirit, we are talking about in being inspired by the Holy Spirit Amen. to do something. And also being led by the Spirit in the process of that which He has inspired you to do and be able to bring it into a place of completion. Yeah. So we have a lot of people that uh, say they are being led by the Spirit but they are not submitted to the Spirit of God. Mm. They are not submitted to the Spirit of God. They do things as they please. And the only time, Apostle, you see them looking for God's approval is when they are in trouble. Yeah. And I think uh, we could do more and prosper more in what we, we are doing when we allow the Holy Spirit to lead us. Mm. But there is one thing that I need us to understand. The, a place of being led by the Spirit mm. is a place where we first have to submit to the Spirit, develop a relationship mm. with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. There is a lot of things that are involved in that because in our submission to the Spirit, developing a relation with the Spirit, it is also in the place, this is in the place where we begin to understand and know the voice of the Spirit understands uh, how the Spirit functions. Amen. How the Spirit functions yeah. and how we can relate to Him. The closer I am to your Apostle, the easier is it uh, for me yeah. to be able to walk with you, uh, relate with you. That's why the Bible says, how can two walk together unless they have come into agreement. Amen. So we have to come into agreement uh, with the Spirit mm. and allow them from that perspective or point for the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us into the will of God. Mm. That's so powerful. Mm. And, and you know what you're talking about, being led by the Spirit. Mm. The number one key to be led by the Spirit of God is to yield yourself mm. to the Spirit of God. Mm. Yielding yourself is surrendering to the Holy Ghost. Mm. You yield yourself, you surrender yourself to the Spirit of God. Galatians chapter 5, 16, the Bible says, As you yield freely and fully to the dynamic life and the power of the Spirit, you abandon the cravings of self-life or rather the cravings of the flesh. Because one of the things that we, 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 we you know, when we're talking about yielding and then surrendering to the Spirit of God is that we need to understand that already we have two natures in us, the nature of the spirit mm. and the nature of this kind of flesh. And the Bible already told us that the, the flesh is contrary mm. to the spirit. And likewise, the spirit is contrary to the flesh. Yeah. But then it is given unto you to make a decision. 
as to whom do you want to yield your flesh, your, yourself or your flesh to? You want to yield to the cravings, the desires of the flesh, or you want to yield to the Holy Ghost? Because being led by the Spirit of God is not something that is accidental. Yes. Many believers think that it has to be by accident. I went to sleep and then I had a dream in that sleep. God saying something to me. You have to fine-tune yourself. In other words, the same way, a man of God, that I would set my radio frequency, maybe there is 99.1, 99.2, whatever it is that I'm listening to. If I want to listen to that particular station, mm. that means the frequency has to be set in such a way that the receiver can receive the waves of that uh, particular station. It can receive the airwaves of that particular station. The same way that, that that is done, the Bible tells us in the book of Colossians chapter 3, that if we then are raised with Christ, we need to set our minds on the things that are above. In parenthesis, we have to set our minds on spiritual things where Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father. That means the leading of the Holy Ghost, it takes me, my intention, I have to be intentional mm. to allow God to use me. Uh, why, why, why am I saying allow? That means I have to submit myself to the will of God so that God can begin to do something mm. with my life. So you, you, I mean, they that are led by the Spirit of God mm. are the sons of God. So this leading is not by accident. There has to be submission into him. There has to be yielding into him. Uh, the Bible says in the book of Second Corinthians, the love of God, uh, the grace of God, the love of Jesus Christ, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Apostle Paul says, let the sweet fellowship be with you. Mm. Meaning that you have to decide that I want to be led by the Spirit of God. I am giving myself to be led by the Holy Spirit. Wow. Powerful. I like I, I like uh, what you're saying. I just want to read a scripture, Romans 8, and I'm reading from God's Word version. Uh, I want to read from Romans 8, chapter number 8, uh, verse 8. The Bible says, those who are under the control of the corrupt nature yes. can't please God. Uh-huh. But if God's Spirit lives in you, you are under the control of of your spiritual nature uh. and not your corrupt nature. So, one of the things that God does is that when God gives you mm. His Spirit, mm. what He then, what then the Holy Spirit first does in our lives or in us is to create in us a spiritual nature. Yes, it's like a spiritual software that allows Him to function and work through you, uh-huh. work through you. That's why the Bible says, when you have this corrupt nature you're talking about, it's contrary to the work of the Spirit. So what God has to do first is to first deal when the Holy Spirit sits upon you. He has to work in your your inner man. Uh He has to create a nature in you that allows Him to work through you. Uh That's why the Bible says, that's why the Bible says we have whereby uh, in the book of John, uh, Jesus is about to leave. The Bible says he breathes upon them mm. and say, receive ye the Holy Spirit. Mm. In that moment, they receive the Holy Spirit for an inner work in them. Uh. The Holy Spirit prepares them internally. 
and then uh, in Acts chapter number 8, we understand now, it says, Tally, after they've received the Spirit in John, uh, it goes on to say in Acts chapter number 1, but wait, Tally, in Jerusalem, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you shall receive power. So I want people to understand that God will give us power by the Spirit, but He is uh, the first thing that the Holy Spirit does when He is given as a promise to us, He has already been given as a promise to us, uh, what He does, He works internally. Mm -hmm. He builds a capacity. He builds a nature that allows Him to work through us. Amen. That when He sits upon our lives for service, uh. empowers us for service, there is a corresponding character and nature that allows him to work in our lives. Mm. In other words, he's going to bring balance uh, the inner person uh, to be able to be used by him. To mm. be used by him. That's why it is very, very, very important to allow the Holy Spirit to work inside of you. Uh -huh. To allow the Holy Spirit to testify to your spirit mm. about the Lord. The Holy Spirit has to work inside of you. Yeah. When he has done his work inside of you, he has to flow through you. Mm. He has to sit upon you and be able to do. I, I think this is another area, possible we really need to put a lot of emphasis. Because yes. nowadays we have a people that is craving to be used by the Holy Spirit and negating this important aspect. Mm. So they will come. They, they they will come and try to move in the power of the Holy Spirit being used. Uh, in the gifts of the Spirit. But when you look at them, the gift is there, but the, the, the inner man, the character, the nature of the Spirit is not in them. They have gifts, but the gifts are not under control because the regulation of the outward operation is about is, uh, is based on the nature, the knowledge that has been imparted, that has been imparted in you by the Spirit. By the Spirit. So we have people that are trying to operate but there is no balance in their lives because the work of the Holy Spirit, the nature of the Holy Spirit has not been put inside of them. That's so powerful. Uh, and I believe that's why the Bible says that the, the, the gifts mm. of God are without repentance. Mm. Whereas you can, you can see someone functioning in the gifts of the Spirit mm. and people will say wow I've seen a great man of God. Mm. But then there is no character that picks up as mm. you are saying. And and when you when you look into the Bible, look into the lives of the disciples. Let's look at the life of Apostle Peter. Mm. Before Jesus, you know, the night Jesus talking about being betrayed, mm. and the night that he was that night when he was actually betrayed, Peter then acted in a particular way. I mean, mm. he, he was offended and he cut one of the soldiers' ear. And Jesus had to pick the ear and, and put it back. You know, he worked the miracle, put it back. And then when you continue checking, Peter then went further to deny Jesus. After telling him that, you know what, I will be with you until the very end. But they asked him, aren't you one of the guys that were with, with Jesus? Mm. He said, no. Mm. Then the John 21, you quoted right there, where he said, and Jesus breathed the Spirit in them. Mm. There was, that was the beginning of an inner work of mm. the Spirit of God. Mm. So number one, Peter was a person that was prone to violence. And number two, Peter was a coward. But when the Holy Ghost dealt with Peter on the inside, Come on. the very same Peter that rejected Jesus, when they said, these men ought to be drunk, 
in James chapter 2, mm-hmm. Peter stood up boldly and he began to declare that mm-hmm. this is which was prophesied by the mm-hmm. prophet Joel. And he began to give them uh, a, a, a teaching concerning what Joel had said. And then he taught them about the life of Jesus, how Jesus was crucified. And the Bible says, and immediately 3,000 men, mm-hmm. right there, Peter's teaching. But before Peter's teaching, there was an inward transformation mm-hmm. that had to happen mm-hmm. In the life of Peter. Number two, we see again Apostle Paul, previously known as Saul. Mm. He was persecuting the church from Acts chapter 7. We are introduced to a young zealous man that was persecuting the church, Mm. uh, was there when Stephen was killed. Mm. And on his way to Damascus to further persecute the church, the Lord Jesus Mm. appeared to him. And when he appeared to to Saul, said, why are you persecuting me? And he said, I've called you, gave him a commission, and he, he commissioned him, gave him an assignment, and mm. Saul went with his journey mm. into the next, in Damascus, he lived by the mm. city, a uh, street called Straight, and he stayed there. Now, mm. one of the things that I noted there is that mm. when Ananias, the disciple, was sent to, by Jesus to mm. pray for Paul that he receives his eyes, when he became uh, healed from whatever was when he in his eyes, the scales fell off. Apostle Paul does not immediately right there get into the field and begin to teach. You mentioned yesterday concerning him saying, I know a man who went, uh, went to Arabia into the desert for 14 years. The reason he did that is because there was need for transformation to happen on the inside. When you receive the Spirit of God, there has to be transformation that happens on the inside of you before we can see the manifestation on the outside so people are, are, are you know sometimes they they like gifts many men of god demonstrate gifts and there's nothing wrong with gifts that's why we're having this program uh, particularly talking on this subject so that people can be anointed and receive the gifts mm. of the holy spirit but mark this mm. you read galatians chapter 5 the bible then tells us about the fruit of the holy ghost mm. So you need to have the fruit. It does not say fruits. Mm. It says fruit of the Spirit. And the fruit of the Spirit, it then goes into transforming your character. It talks of kindness. Uh, it talks of love. It talks of patience. Why? Because all those are things that the Holy Spirit begins to work on the inside of a believer to change their character. Mm. Because majority of the times, there are a lot of people anointed, maybe operating in, in, in very powerful gifts, but when you begin to check the fruit of the Spirit that is at work in them, mm. you realize the Holy Spirit has not done the work. He has not been allowed to work and transform them from the inside. Powerful. Powerful. I like that. You know, the Bible even says we are, mm. a te- we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Uh-huh. Uh, and goes on to say the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. Yeah. I like Galatians 4. Uh, 4. I think it's 419 and I'll read. He said, Paul said, My little children, I'm suffering birth pains for you again until Christ is formed in you. Yes. One of the reasons why the Holy Spirit is given uh, and uh, God has allowed the Holy Spirit to live in us, the reason why we are a temple of the Holy Spirit is so that the first work of the Holy Spirit in our lives is to form Christ in us. Yes. To form an inward character 
of Christ inside of us. Mm. Because the ultimate goal is for us to become Christ-like. Yeah. Christ-like in word and in deed, mm. in character and in words. Yeah. So, 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 so the Holy Spirit, uh, when He first is given into our lives, He wants to make us. Yeah. He wants to make us uh, before He can use us. Amen. Uh, that must be understood. That's His first point uh, in our lives is to make us, mm. to create a character in us, like you're saying. Yeah. That then balances with the work that he will do through us. Yeah. Listen, a lot of people, like I say, they are used of God, but if they have not allowed the Holy Spirit to work inside of them, impart a character, impart an inner work in them, yeah. there is no regulation in their lives. Mm. There has to be something inside of us that regulates what's happening uh, in the outward experience. Amen. So there has to be an inward experience that controls or regulates the outward experience. Mm. So the Holy Spirit will first do an inner work. Mm -hmm. When He has done that inner work, then He moves to a place where there is an outward expression of the Christ that has been formed inside of us. Yeah. Uh, also, a lot of people want to move in the genuine and real power of God. Yeah. They want to move in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You know, uh, but many a times it's like a, a paper fire. Where, but there is no impact. Mm. But I've understood that the real impact is then backed by the inner work that the Holy Spirit has done in someone's life. Yeah. That when they stand to, to proclaim a work of the Christ that is worked inside of them by the Holy Spirit, mm. there is a real transformation. There is real transformation. So, 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 my point is that when the Holy Spirit comes into our lives, He being given to our lives, His first work in our lives, He wants to do an inner transformation. Yeah. He wants to create a nature in us. Mm. He wants to give us a mind of the spirit, a mind of the spirit. Mm. Just like I will give an example. Whenever God is going to train you or, or, or use you in the prophetic, what God does first is that he will create what I call a prophetic mind, a prophetic software in you. It means he teaches you before he deploys you. Mm -hmm. He creates a nature in you that is fit for the assignment that he wants to use you. Yeah. And then when you are made that way, mm. you begin to operate that way. Amen. So you have to be made for him to use you. Amen. So that's the work of the Spirit, firstly. Mm. I like Ephesians chapter 4 says, But you have not so learned Christ, uh, from verse 20, If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off, I like verse 22, it says, that you put off concerning your former conduct, mm. the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the mind of your spirit, mm. that you put on a new man, which was created according mm. to God mm. in true righteousness and holiness. Mm. So, so transformation is the first thing. You know, people like... Uh, 
I know when we're bending for Jesus, mm. we like to see nations saved. We want to see revivals mm. taking place everywhere. And there is nothing wrong with that. But revival cannot be effective if the reviver is not revived. Mm. Mm. So God's concern is to change you so that you can change the world. Mm. Paul says, it is, I no longer live, but it is Christ that lives mm. in me. Meaning, God had already dealt with the former conduct mm. in him. The old man in him had died and he had mm. been renewed in his mind. Mm. Renewal of the spirit and the spirit of the mind. There was a renewal that happened in him. A transformation that his mind was moved from carnal mindedness into spiritual mindedness. Mm. Now, you need to realize these two things. There are many different uh, types of believers, but the main groups are we have carnal believers mm. and we have spiritual believers. And the devil does not mind you believing God but being carnal. The devil only has a problem with you when you believe God and you are spiritual. So when the devil wants to deal with you and completely destroy you, he doesn't take you away from God. He leaves you in church. He leaves you believing. But what he destroys is your spirit life. You become a carnal-minded believer. Mm. That means you are not yielded to the spirit of God. You have been saved, but there is no transformation. In other words, you are a lip service type of believer. Mm. That when people frustrate you, you want to go V1 with them right there. And there. <laughs> Why? Because the transformation has not happened. So Apostle Paul is saying, and then what you're saying... And what the word of God is saying here, that put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt, meaning there is an old person right there, an old man in the sense that the former nature that you had before you were saved, when you are saved, the Holy Spirit then renews your mindset. The Bible says, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. Apostle Paul was not talking to non-believers, I was talking to people in the church says do not be conformed to the pattern of this world meaning you can be in the church you can be a believer but conform to the pattern of the world not a spiritual individual but you are given to the like passions of the flesh why because there is no transformation that has happened on the inside so it says be transformed by the renewal of the mind and here again he says to the uh, Ephesian church be renewed in the mind of the spirit so the first work of the Holy Ghost in any believer's life is that he brings transformation and how does he do so jesus says the holy spirit will take what belongs to me and what belongs to the father and he will teach you and again he says and he will remind you of the word that i have taught you in other words he becomes your teacher in the word of god mm. what transforms you what changes your life is the operative work of the holy spirit through the word of god in your life Mm. That's how transformation comes. Mm. So if you are not yielded, if you are not, you know, and, and, and another great mistake that believers do is that they don't read the word of God and they want to engage in spiritual activities without the word of God. You know, one time, one time, men of God, we went to, uh, I believe it was in Toko High, uh, we were doing, ministering in high schools. And when we got there, there was... Uh, a scripture union, they invited us for an all-night prayer, and we prayed the whole night. Towards the end, the Spirit of God said to me, go and lay your hand over that lady. You know, And it was so awkward to me, because I'm thinking, laying my hand on this young girl, what would everybody think? We were just closing the all-night prayer, so there's no reason for anybody to be praying for anybody. 
Then I laid my hand on her. You know, a minute, two minutes, three minutes passed by, and this lady is speaking in tongues. Then after about five minutes, a demon manifested. Mm. And I cast that devil out. And when we did so, she came from that area. People from her house were angry. Why? What did they do to our child? We had to go to where they were, you know, and cast it out more devils there. But here is the thing. This was one of the leaders within this Christian group, speaking in tongues. That everybody thought, I myself even thought, I didn't know that God was using me in the descending of spirits. But I thought this, I mean, how can she be possessed with all these tongues? The whole night she has been praying, even led prayer. So many believers, this is the mistake that they do. They don't yield to the Holy Ghost, number one. And for those that try to yield, and I'm using the word try, because the ingredient of yielding to the Spirit of God is, number one, you have to read the Word. The Word of God without the Holy Spirit is confusion. The Spirit without the Word is an atomic bomb. That's disaster right there. So there has to be, transformation comes from the Word. The Holy Spirit is the teacher of the Word in the life of a believer. He is the one that teaches us. But if you are not reading something that He can teach you, you ought to read so that He has material to teach you. Transformation begins when you have a relationship with the Word and you fellowship with the Holy Ghost. Well, powerful. Also, I want to go to a scripture just to support what you are saying. Uh, you, you, you highlight the, 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 the um, carnal believers and spiritual believers. Mm. One of my favorite uh, portion of scripture is Acts 19 from verse 1. The Bible says, while Apollos was in Corinth, yes. Paul traveled through the interior province to get to, to the city of Ephesus. He uh. met some disciples. Uh-huh. Let's say he met some believers. Yeah. Uh, in Ephesus and asked them, did you receive mm. the Holy Spirit when you became believers? Mm-hmm. Watch, watch. These guys had become believers. Yeah. But he's asking them a very imperative question. And he says, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you become believers? Uh. They answered him and said, no, we have never even heard of the Holy Spirit. Mm. These are believers, mm. but without the Holy Spirit, mm. which means in a state like that, carnality prevails. Yeah. Because if you are a believer without the Holy Spirit, you are not activated into the realities of God. Let's mm-hmm. read. Then he, he, they, they answered him, no, we have never heard of the Holy Spirit. Ah. Watch what Paul does. Uh, Paul quickly went to an important subject. He asked them, what kind of baptism did you receive? And then answered John's baptism. Paul said, John's baptism was for repentance. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, for repentance, John told the people to believe in Jesus who was coming later. Uh-huh. After they had this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Mm. When Paul placed his hands on the Holy Spirit came upon them. They began to talk in uh, another language or speak in other tongues Uh and to prophesy. Watch. He asked them a very important question. Have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? Mm. 
This is a very important question. Mm. Here comes the importance of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. He goes and asks them, which baptism have you received? He said, ah, John's baptism. He said, yes, you received John's baptism. But even John promised that the one who is come after me, coming after me, is mightier than me. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Mm. Watch. I want to show you something. A lot of people, apostles, don't understand what the baptism of the Holy Spirit is all about. Yeah. A lot of people miss it because they think that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for us to speak in another tongue mm. and miss the essence and the importance of the Spirit's baptism. Mm. When one is baptized by the Holy Spirit, mm. the word baptism comes from the word baptizo, to be immersed, a total control, to be under the control, to be under the influence of, which means when you are baptized by the Holy Spirit, you are being put under the control of the Spirit. You are being put under the influence of the Spirit. When you are under the control of something, it is that thing then that determines what happens after because you don't have your own power. Yeah. You are now under the control. In other words, when you are baptized by the Spirit, you are being buried into Christ. You are being baptized or you are being buried into a place called in Christ. Uh-huh where you are now under the control of the Spirit in a place called in Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, hallelujah. In that place then, when you are submitted or you are under that control, it is only when the Holy Spirit will begin to lead you. Remember, you say this, the purpose of the Holy Spirit, as Christ was speaking to the disciples, the Holy Spirit was coming with one agenda. Mm. He said, you will not start a new theology or a new doctrine. Mm. His purpose is to reveal me. Ah. His purpose is to teach you about me. So everything that the Holy Spirit does is about Christ. Ah. Even when he baptizes you, he is burying you into a place called Christ. Mm. So that your life will begin to be lived from that perspective. Apostle, if I take someone and put them in water... Mm. Whatever they're going to do is going to be determined by the place they are in. So when the Holy Spirit buries you in Christ, He's burying you into the realities of God. Uh So from that place, He allows you to begin to live from a place of uh, a reality called in Christ. Mm. In Christ. In that place, you begin to be led by the Spirit. So Paul is asking them and saying, which baptism did you receive? Because he wanted to check whether these Christ, uh, these believers were, had become spiritual believers. Uh. People now who are living in a place called in Christ. Mm. People who are led and are functioning from a place called in Christ. Mm. Who can then move in the will and the promises of God. Mm. But we have believers, like you say, that are not buried into Christ. Yeah. That has not been uh, come to a place where the Spirit has control over their lives mm. because without control the spirit cannot lead you yeah. without control the spirit cannot use you without control you can't listen and obey to the voice of the spirit mm. so this is exactly what I think believers need a lot of people want the Holy Spirit to work through them but without allowing the Holy Spirit to baptize 
baptize them into Christ, to bury them into Christ, so that from that place He can lead them. He can lead them. Oh, hallelujah. I like it. Because Paul says, I died Mm. so that Christ can live Mm. in me. Mm. So that means majority of the believers ought to die so Mm. that Christ can begin to live on the inside of them. You know, Mm. that's that's so powerful. That's so powerful. So the Holy Spirit, we need to understand Him. Mm. Majority only focus on him based on the expressions of power mm. and the expressions of glory. Mm. And that's why Jesus then goes on to say, many of you will say we healed the sick. Mm. Many of you will oh, say we did miracles. We did that by your name. We did that by the power of the Holy Ghost. We did that. We did that. We did that. But they will not make it to heaven. Mm. They will not find eternal life. Why? Because their focus is the manifestation more than the person of the manifestation. The Holy Spirit has to begin to work in you. You you have to yield to the Spirit of God. You have to allow Him. I, I like John chapter 15. It says, any branch in me that does not produce the Father prunes it. Mm. You have to allow a process of pruning that the Holy Spirit mm has to do in your life. There are certain things that the Holy Spirit has to remove in your life. Christianity is, is, is about God, about spreading the word of God. But what shall it profit you to be a spreader, to be a signpost that points heaven 50 kilometers, but yet yourself, you're not going anywhere. There has to be an inward working of the Spirit of God that begins with you. There has to be an inward working of the Spirit of God. Paul says, I die so that Christ may live. He wasn't talking about physical death, but he was talking dying to the flesh, dying to self. He had to die to self to allow the Holy Spirit to take control over his life. You're talking about the process of baptism. That that means that the Spirit of God has control over your life. I I, I just want to add something right there. Mm, If you are to take a white towel and you baptize it or immerse it, in blue paint what happens to the towel it becomes blue so that means if even if you are to take strand by strand of the towel you take it strand by strand take it apart you you look at the minute smallest a molecule of the towel you realize that it has changed it has become blue so until such has happened in your life you will not make impact in anything wow wow Apostle, there is a point that you made. Now this is scary. Mm. Where God can actually allow you to operate mm. in the gifts mm. and still be able to condemn you mm. in the end. Yeah. And now this points us to a very important issue. Yeah. That what matters to God is not you operating in the gifts. Yeah. It means there has to be something that matters that it has to match with the operation mm. of the gifts. Yes. This is this is this is something else. Oh This is something else. And, and it, it is something that I really need to put an emphasis on. Yeah. That we need to know. 
first things first. That before the Holy, the desire of God is that the Holy Spirit makes you a believer. Yeah. Before He can use you in your believer status. Mm. So He wants to make you a believer before He can use you. But you still have a choice to you to, to to be used or to allow yourself to move in the gifts without anything reflecting as a believer in your life. In your life. But God preferred way is that you become a believer. I like Jesus said when you found uh, did find Peter and his brothers, he says, Come follow me. And not I will use you. It says, come follow me and I will make you yes. fishers of men. So there has to be a making when the Holy Spirit is introduced into our lives mm. before he can use us. Uh -huh. But a lot of people don't want the making. They want the using. <laughs> they want the using. <laughs> but what backs the using with an everlasting fruit is the making. Mm. He says, produce fruit that abides. Uh -huh. But what causes a fruit that abides is the making, uh -huh. in which a character of the Spirit is produced. Listen, uh, let me just show you this. Let me just show people this. He says, he begins to highlight things and begin to lay a groundwork for the operation of the gifts. I remember in uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter number uh, 13, 14, uh -huh. he speaks and says, convert to prophesy. Uh -huh. But before he says that, he lays a groundwork for the operations of the gifts. Yes. He says, love has to be a foundation. He says, if one speaks in another tongue without love, uh -huh. then he's like a clean symbol. Yeah. Which means he says the foundation of operation is love. But love is something that must be imported by an inner work of the Holy Spirit. But love will be absent if the Holy Spirit has not worked inside of us. If the Spirit doesn't work inside of us, then the chances are that in our operation, love is absent. Mm. So, when the Holy Spirit comes inside of us, He is doing that so that He balances the operation with the character. Mm. With the character. Mm -hmm. The reason why a lot of great men fall is that they have the gift, but the character is not there. The Holy Spirit has not produced a character that can be an assurance to their gift. Oh, hallelujah. I, li I like that. Let me just let me just add mm. the word of God right there. Galatians 5. Mm. Uh, I'll, I'll read verse 16. I'll jump certain scriptures. Mm. But for the sake of those that are listening, it's from verse 16 up to verse uh, 26. Mm. It says, I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall mm. not fulfill the desire of the flesh or the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. 
But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are evidence, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lordness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contention, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you, in time past that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, uh, uh, let me just look, focus on what it says, the works of the flesh. The Bible is telling us the work of the flesh or the desires of the flesh, they are contrary to the spirit. Yeah. Likewise, those of the spirit are contrary to the flesh. Mm -hmm. And then he goes on to mention the works of the flesh, which he says these are evident. And those who mm -hmm. practice mm -hmm. such things will not inherit the kingdom. Now, the Lord Jesus then began to teach us, and I want to believe that this is in connection with what Apostle Paul says, the gifts of God are without repentance, where he says, you need to check, uh, look out for false prophets. And I know a lot of people like this scripture, than any other scripture, uh, I mean, particularly in the times that we're living. But he says, this is how you know them. So Jesus then begins to describe how do you know false ones from real ones. Mm. Because if you judge them by the prophecy, you might miss it. Mm. He says you shall know them by their mm. works. works. The works then will tell you to which spirit are they sub sub subjecting or are they are yielding under. Mm. You shall know them by their works. By their fruit you shall know them. Mm. says there is no good tree that produces bad fruit yeah. and there is no bad tree that produces what? Good fruit. Yeah. So you, you need to, to, you know, you need to come to a place where you 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 you, you surrender yourself. Allow the Holy Spirit working, yeah. because you might fool yourself because you have a dream and that dream came true. You might fool yourself because you had a word of knowledge about somebody and that word of knowledge uh, uh, became true. Mm. Maybe you you receive a word of knowledge for someone. You ask them and it's true, and you think, you know what? I think I can continue with the works of the flesh because each time. I get a message each time I pray for the sick, they get healed. It says, by their fruit you shall know them. So there is no discrediting of what they are doing, but what is discrediting is their works. Mm. You know them by their works. So majority of the times, you say great men have fallen, majority of the times, people, they do the works of the flesh and not submitted to the spirit. But yet when they come to church, when they're, uh, either it's prophesying, ministering, there is real evidence that people can say, wow, God is at work. Yet that person has already left the mind of God. Mm. Mm. Now, verse 22, it continues in Galatians 5, says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, is joy, is peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, and against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. the spirit. So when you walk in the Spirit, you begin to produce the fruit that is in line with walking with the Spirit of God. Mm. You begin to produce. When the Holy Ghost begins to produce this fruit, but it is produced by your yielding, by your willingness to submit. Lest you get to a place, Apostle Paul says, I preach. He says, I preach the gospel, but I subject my body under. That after I have preached to others, that I may not miss it. 
Meaning many will miss it. They will say the right thing. They will heal the right diseases. Miracles will be evident. But because the Holy Spirit is not in control of their lives, they will miss it. That's a scary thing. Very scary. You know, 728 of Acts will say, in Him uh, we live. Uh, in Him we move. Uh, and in Him we have our being, we have our identity. Yeah. Which means you can't live in Him. Mm. And not walk in him. Oh, certainly. You can't live in the spirit ah. and not walk in the spirit. Mm. But the progression starts from you living mm. in the spirit. I, 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 I like this. In is a preposition uh -huh. connoting a place, mm. which means when you are live, you 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 are living in a place called the spirit. The Holy Spirit is a place that actually someone can live in mm. and be able to be conformed to his standards, mm. to his laws. Mm. And then from there, someone is able to walk in him, in that dimension, ah. and be able to... And then once that happens, an identity of the Spirit is seen on someone. Yeah. It's seen on someone, you know. It's 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 very very easy to see that this person is submitted to the spirit. Uh. You can actually tell the control of the spirit in their life, in their character, in their talk. Uh. Their talk is always seasoned with salt. Yeah, their talk, their character. There's a regulation in their spirit. Uh. There's a regulation in their spirit. You can tell. The presence of the Spirit in their life is so visible. This is exactly what God wants. God wants to work inside of us by His Spirit until it becomes evident. Yesterday I spoke about Paul, that God had done an internal work by His Spirit in the life of Paul to an extent that there was an overflow of an inner work of God, to an extent that the power was too much. To, to an extent that power is too much, uh, it was overflowing on his clothes. Yeah, right? that people, even in his absence, clothes were taken to certain places and sick are healed. Yeah, it's an inner work that has done its work to a place on overflow. That it, the inner work of the Holy Spirit works so much in the apostles' lives to an extent that their shadow mm. was healing the sick. Mm. We spoke about Paul. And weak inner work of the spirit that it done so much its work that even a viper mm. could beat him and the man could not drop dead. Yeah. People were mocking him. He's a uh, murderer. You will drop dead uh, after some time. You see, the poison has time. It is supposed to do its work and someone dies. And they saying, and they changed their mind. Mm. Was something extraordinary was on this man. And they ascribed him to a God. He said, mm, this man is a God. There has to be an evidence of the Holy Spirit who has done his work in our lives. Oh, that certain that. things begins to happen in our lives that will make people around us, that will make environments around us, circumstances around us to marvel. 
that people will look at you and see you going through challenges, going through life-threatening situations, and you will come out because there is something greater inside of you than that which is around you. The Bible says, for greater is he who is inside of us than the one who is in the world. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Bible says, for whatsoever is born, my God, of God, and being born of God is being born by uh, the will of the Spirit. Mm. It says, whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Overcometh the world. And this is exactly what God wants to do in our lives. Mm, that when we are born, when we allow the Holy Spirit to work inside of us, we have victories in our lives, in our day-to-day -day lives. We are no longer conformed to the standards of this world, like you said. We no longer cry with those that are crying. We, 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 we no longer confess uh, negativity like the people around you who are saying, oh, the economy is dead, things are hard. We don't speak like that when the Holy Spirit has done His work in our lives. When they say there is a casting down, mm. we declare there is a lifting up. Uh, when they say we are weak, we say we are strong. Mm. We are strong. We begin to speak the language of the Spirit. One of the things that the Holy Spirit does, when He is working inside of you, He will give you the language of the Spirit. Mm. The language of the Spirit is always speaking the mind of God, even when you say, Rabatakalaro Satabai. In that in that utterance is the mind of God. You are speaking the mind of God. You are releasing life out of your spirit. When your spirit has become abundant with the spirit, you begin to speak like the spirit. You begin to say, and you are speaking to that situation and it is responding because something that is coming out of your spirit is the, the, the language of the mind of God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh you know, you know one, one of the things that Jesus said, he says, they that are thirsty, as mm. the scripture has mm. said, out mm. of them mm. shall flow Give rivers of water. water. And tonight the Lord wants to touch somebody's life. And tonight, if there is someone that is saying, Holy Spirit, I need inward transformation. The Spirit of God is ready. Mm. Right mm. where you are, just begin to pray. Allow Him to touch you. Allow Him to heal. Allow Him to just allow him to touch you tonight. Just allow him to speak into your life. Allow him to touch your heart. Allow him to touch your heart. 
Oh my God. Oh, we give you honor. In the name of Jesus. We give you honor. We give you honor. In the name of oh, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In the name thank of you, Jesus. Holy In the name of Jesus. 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 Also, I see in my vision. About eight golden doves. Mm. It's just an expression of how the spirit is going to move in the lives of eight people that are watching us tonight. The Lord is releasing an experience to eight people and allowing his spirit to release royalty. Oh my God. Oh my God. Wherever you are right now, Apostle, I see a divine encounter being released to some of the people. You will literally feel the presence of God being expressed on your head. Like there is a, a wind blowing on your head. That's the presence of the Holy Spirit. There is an activation that's taking place in the name of Jesus. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. That's it. If if somebody's watching by the name of Stephen or someone watching related to a Stephen, if there's uh, someone watching who is called Stephen or related to someone with that name Stephen. I see the spirit of the Lord moving upon Stephen. They had been, uh, it, it's as if the spirit of death was coming against his life and has caused an aversion to that. Uh, there was an accident. Uh, I don't know if it has happened or is yet to happen, but God has spared his life in Jesus' mighty name. Well, I don't know if, if people were with us, if you know anybody by that name. Steve, Steve, Steve. <laughs> anybody yeah. by that name. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, wonderful. Uh, uh, I see there's uh, P, P. Shayo. You're watching us. God is telling me right now that I'm going to favor you. Uh, I'm going to favor you. I'm going to give you an opportunity. But I saw the Lord opening a door in a place like Hamburg. Uh, Hamburg. Hamburg. There is a door that will open for you in a place called Hamburg. Yeah. In that time, God will begin to establish you. Because there is a reason, there is a need for you to raise money. There is money that you are working on raising as a capital to, to, to start something. 
God says, I'm going to favor you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to create opportunities for you. But there is a door in a place called Hambeck. I hear this clearly. And the Lord says, I'll do it. And I'll, 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 I'll bless you. I'll favor you. The Lord says, in that place called Hamburg, I've lined up people to assist you, to favor you, to show kindness. There is a grace that's coming upon your life where people will just like you. Just like you and trust you. And trust you. You will be trust, trusted by strangers. People will just love you and open you into realities. I see a white couple that will trust you, love you, take you as their own child, oh. and open you into serious realities. God is raising you, oh. and God is favoring you financially. He's giving you a supernatural advantage, says the Spirit of God. Oh. It's a moment of elevation and favor. Oh. In the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, there's a prayer request from Pamela Tahuma Haka who says, uh, Blessings Apostles, please pray for my aunt Toko Mahaka. She's been diagnosed uh, with dementia and she lives in Malondira. I think you can pray for her. Pamela, we dispatch hmm. an angel of healing in the name of Jesus to brood over Malondira right now. Uh, and be able to heal Jesus Toko. Be healed. We command Dementia to lose. And we command Dementia to disappear, never to return again. We thank you for victory. 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 And also, I want you to ask your aunt. And ask her if she knows anyone who is also in Maronda in a place like Yellow City. Yellow City. Yellow City. Prayers ought also to be lifted for that particular person. Mm. I don't know if, 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 if Hebison is watching tonight. Mm. All right. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Episode watching all the way from from Joe Black. I just want to speak into your life. I don't know what 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 helps on what you do, what you're doing with your life, but I see there is a strong a strong passion and hunger for the things of God, and. That the Spirit of God occasionally, I'm saying this you know, carefully, occasionally, not all the time. Yeah. Uh, sometimes He tells you things. Sometimes He wants your things that are coming, uh, things that are to come, whether good or bad. Sometimes He tells you, He informs you of what is to come. But there is grace that God is releasing upon your life for an everyday fellowship with the Holy Spirit. There is grace that is bringing upon your life where these things that happen occasionally, by chance or by accident, God wants to intensify His voice in your life. He wants to lead you to the place called prosperity, but He will guide you. What you are desiring, what you want to do, 
it stems from your daily fellowship with the Holy Spirit. So I want you to, you know, take time praying, take time fasting until you can hear the voice of God, until he becomes clear, then he can lead you to that place called prosperity. Also, I have, I don't know if there's some, there's some confirmations that yeah. Yes, so yes, that yes. I will pray. Well, the first one was with Pisha. It says, I stay in Hamburg mm-hmm. and I've already been located with the family. By the white family. Yeah. Ah. So she says, I also want prayer. Uh, I'm in hospital. I was operated yesterday. Uh, and also, God, we again, uh, one challenge. I see two challenges. One of the challenges is that your eyesight needs prayer. Your eyesight needs prayer. Mm. And also let's pray and rebuke the spirit of cancer. That there will be no cancer in your life. In the name of Jesus. You are free. Ah. You are free. You are free. And also Pamela. Pamela, remember it says Marondera. And we said, I see something to do with Yellow City. Said my auntie Toko stays in Yellow Yellow City. City. Yeah. So, so, so. It's information that the healing has gone upon her in, the name in Jesus. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, the Holy Spirit is at work. We thank the Holy Spirit that is working. There is also another confirmation. Someone, Shamiso uh, Nelly, Marui says, I have an uncle of mine called Stephen. Wow, powerful. Yes, that, that spirit of death, it, it's, it's cancelled. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Yes. What the enemy has yes. been planning. I don't know if your uncle is planning to take a trip to go somewhere uh, that for an important meeting, but that whatever the enemy was planning concerning that journey, it's cancelled in the name mm. in the name of Jesus. Mm. In the name of powerful. Jesus. Powerful. Powerful. What God is doing today is that God is bringing a an incredible, incredible confirmation. There is someone watching us. A very close relative of yours is looking for a child. Yeah. Looking for a child. And the Lord says, I'm going to bring a miracle in 90 days. 90 days. In 90 days, for the very first time after so many years, that womb is going to open. And in that womb, God is going to bless a baby girl. A baby girl. The person I'm talking about, there is something to do with the month of August. Month of August. Month of August. I don't know if it's you uh, or your husband, but there is someone who was born in August. Who was born in August? Who was born in August? After so many years, maybe 10, 8 years, yeah. there has been a struggle to have a child. But a baby girl has been given in exactly three months, 90 days, 90 days, oh. 90 days. I see a miracle. I see you becoming pregnant, and this child will not die. Will not die. Say yes unto me, the Spirit of the Lord. Any spirit that has been working against you, any spirit that has been working against you. And the person that I'm talking about, there has to be something concerning Mashingo. Mashingo, there's an origin. I don't know if it's you, if it's the wife or the husband that is a, an origin to do with Mashingo. A guy says, I have worked a miracle around a child. Around a child. Around a child. Lord has come through for you. Lord has come through for you in the name of Jesus. Ah, it is done. Ah, it is done. It is done. In Jesus' name. There's, there's, there's one more uh, prayer request that I'm seeing here. This one, I think this is the most important prayer request. Everybody and even the people that are watching, we're going to pray for this prayer request. 
is from Catherine Moringa, and I, I would want you afterward to pray for her. Mm. She said, Catherine says, Catherine Moringa says, um, she wants us to pray for salvation for those that have not accepted uh, the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. Wow, powerful. Uh, Catherine Moringa happens to be my sister. Oh, sorry. She's sorry. my elder sister. But my sister, it's not just a prayer request that you have given. It's actually a calling in your spirit. God is calling you into an evangelistic yeah. ministry. Yeah. There has been visitations that has been happening in your life. The Lord has been trying to press this upon your heart. What God will do, God will draw you so much into evangelism and missions. And I actually see you also giving to missions. Giving to missions where you actually say, where I cannot go, where I cannot go, I can also partner with those people so that the gospel of the Lord Jesus will be preached. Mm. But I pray and we agree in that people will receive, people in our communities, yeah, yeah, people in our nations will receive the Lord and, uh, as their personal service. We pray for a harvest in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. That you sent the laborers, Lord, mm. in the mighty oh, name of let Jesus. Them be sent. Father, in every city, in every community, mm. in the name of Jesus represented mm. here, we pray that you send harvesters, you send laborers, uh, in the name of Jesus. 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 The Holy Spirit is doing an inner work right now. In the name of Jesus. One of the things that the Holy Spirit is doing right now is that there is an activation of spiritual gifts. Particularly the gifts of the prophetic and healing. And healing. Some of you, you will literally feel a heat around your womb area. It's an activation of spiritual gifts. They're being activated. From tonight, God will begin to, to, to mold you in that gift and begin to, to grow you in it. I see it. I see it. I see it. I see it. Receive it. Receive it. It's, 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 it's a gentle, like warmth across your belly. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the idea of your entire. Kemba Rosifo Honte. Kere Rosa. I don't know if there's somebody watching that, that has a problem with their right foot. Somewhere just close to the ankle, right there, there's, there's, there's pain. I don't know what happened to your leg for that pain to be there. But I just want to pray for you. Maybe it's you or somebody related to you. It's, it's you. My mother. Your mother. For a long wow, time. Powerful. All right. But powerful. I pray for you right now. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father, we pray oh, for divine healing. For his mother, in the name we of Jesus, but Father, I am Satan. Lira Bakaya, in the name of Jesus, Keda Bakasa Taya, 
I command that spirit of infirmity out of a body right now. In the name of Jesus, I speak divine healing on that leg right now. Every underlying conditions, I command it to go right now in the name of Jesus. 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 Name of Jesus. Even as we are praying for that leg, uh, in my spirit I also had diabetes. I don't know if she has diabetes. It's gone. In the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, we declare divine healing that diabetes is going. In Jesus' name. Even as we we pray for your mother, the Lord also gave me the flip of the same coin to pray for you. The reason why the Lord says I pray for you. The Lord showed me that there is a power and a force that is working against you from your father's background. The, 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 the purpose of the spirit is to take men prematurely, prematurely. At the height of them trying to succeed, I see this spirit coming to cut it off. I have to pray for you because also, not only God in whatever you do, but God also has marked you. I see a crown where God has marked you again for his work. There is a graceful ministry in your life. I literally saw a crowning by God. But there are other things that we will pray for, maybe outside of the camera, that I just need to instruct you, that I see is a threat to whatever God wants to do. But I see a mighty restoration, and I see a mighty remembrance by God. God will raise you and favor you, because I see you are carrying so much responsibility on your shoulders. And the Lord says, I have given you the grace, and you will prevail. There's also someone that, that I need you to pray for, uh, Millicent, to mm. send me a message to say, uh, well, my network is bad, like wherever she's watching is bad, but please pray for me for God to restore me back to my original glory, it's as if I'm losing faith gradually, so I want God to rekindle the fire uh, in my faith in Him, so I want you to pray for her and speak into her life. Millicent, yeah. Millicent, the Lord loves you. He says, draw unto me and I'll draw unto you. Right now, where you are, I see an invasion of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is touching you right now, Millicent. Just receive. Just receive. There is healing, inner healing. There's been, uh, uh, your soul is broken because of the experiences that you've been going through. You have a split soul, but God brings healing right now. Father, touch Millicent. Touch her in Jesus' name. It's done, dusted, and settled. You are revived. You are restored. I don't know, Apostle, in that sense, there is someone watching me. You have a relative in Kempton Park, Houghton Province. I saw that the angel of the Lord has been dispatched to protect that person uh, because I hear death in the realms of the spirit but the Lord says I've come that I may give life and so that that person might have it more abundantly uh, but the person I'm, I'm praying for is in Kempton Park uh, Houghton province they will not die they will not die I refuse uh, any conspiracy of the enemy is blocked they will leave. 
they will leave longer. They go scared. Somebody also sent a message here to say, I've got a friend named Stephen who was involved in a car accident wow. two years ago, around 2020. Mm. We, we declare life in the mm. mighty name of Jesus. Divine protection. Radabasakande. <laughs> Pariyada bakasata kaya da bakasata Karianda rada baba bakasata kaya Radezoze Rodoboko soto koshika kaya da bakasata Rodoboso koshika kaya da bakasata In the mighty name of Jesus Father we thank you Keto lodoboko soto Korianda rida bakasakata kaya da bakasakaya Father we thank you in the mighty name of, of Jesus. Jesus. You know, we're we just about uh, to close the program for today. Uh, if you stand in your prayer request, do so in the next five minutes before we close. Mm. Mm. Uh, but there is, you know, strong grace tonight. Very strong. Strong grace for restoration. Yes. Strong grace for revival. I see many people who have strayed from God that God is bringing back tonight. God is calling you. Mm. He's saying, behold, I knock at the door of your heart. If you would, but just let me in. And let's do this journey again. God wants you. God wants to restore you. Oh, Father, I thank you. In the name of Jesus, restoration is coming. Oh, Rabba Sataya, Marede Bebebeke Seteya, Ala Drageso do Brida Gaska Diga Dia Sata. I want to pray for Ranganai, saying, I'm going through a lot. Everything in my life is like it has stopped moving, not going to work, got suspended for two months. Uh, that's Ranganai. I pray in the name of Jesus that there is restoration in your life. In Jesus' mighty name, what the enemy has robbed you, what the enemy has stolen from you, I declare right now that let there be restoration in the mighty name of Jesus. Every demonic force that has been standing and blocking you from financial progress and prosperity, I command it right now, may it be removed from your life in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. I don't know if you have a word for Ranganai. Uh, what I'll say to Ranganai is that. Allow the Lord to move in your life. Oh. When He begins to freely move in your life, ah. everything else receives life to move from Him. So I'll give you an instruction to pray. Take three days of prayer and fasting. And let's talk after three days. Oh. Restoration is coming. Uh, uh, restoration is coming. Even if you still want to go back where you were suspended to make a statement, God will do it. Yeah. But give him three days of prayer and fasting. In the name of Jesus. And he will come through for you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 
Uh, and we have another one here. Uh, P. Shiro says, I'm praying for my son's visa. Uh, may it be so in the mighty name of Jesus. It is given. May it be so in Jesus' mighty name. We declare that favor upon your son in Jesus' mighty name. Emily Correa again saying, Pray for a financial, please pray for a financial breakthrough in my family. You once prophesied about my husband getting a UK visa. God answered and he got he got a UK visa. So pray for financial breakthrough. The Lord is faithful. The same God. The same God who did it. We'll do it again. We'll do it again. We declare that those are opening for you in the mighty name of Jesus. Those have been shutting, but we declare that they are opening in Jesus. And the instruction Jesus I give you to Emily, God, make sure you are grateful to God. Yeah. Be faithful. Be faithful. You'll see what God will do. God is setting you up for a breakthrough. A breakthrough, yeah. You know what? I just see that a lot of people that are believing God for a financial breakthrough. A lot of you are believing God for finances. And the Lord says, tonight, I'm making ways in desert places. In the name of Jesus. If you are not going to work in the next seven days, work will come up for you. In Jesus' name. If there is no stream of income in your life, in the next seven days, there will be streams of income. In the name of Jesus, money is coming your way by the reason of the Spirit. In Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. And the last prayer point, Chipochashe uh, says, uh, Apostles, pray for my colleague. There are issues at work. May God protect his job. So we agree and we declare that your colleague is protected. In the mighty name of Jesus. No one will work against him. We have prayed for him in the name of Jesus. And we speak the favor of the Lord upon him. Yes. Uh, in Jesus' mighty name. Whatever hearing that is going to take place, whatever, uh, whether framed for him so that they may fire him, that very person that raised the issue is the one that is coming in Jesus' mighty name. Yeah. Lastly, Apostle, there is a name that's been ringing in my spirit. Oh. I know there is someone co connected to Gladys. Gladys. Not only is God protecting and bringing divine health to Gladys, but also there is favor. God is uh, crowning Gladys with favor. There is a lifetime favor that is being released into the life of Gladys in the name of Jesus and it's happening in a very limited space of time. Amen. God says I will do it. God says I have done it. In Jesus name. Father, we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. Saints, we are ending our program here tonight and we believe that God spoke and touched somebody's heart. And this is our prayer. If God has done something, God is doing something, or God has released the word, that word has come to pass, please do let us know.
send us a message on either Apostle Munyamakono or Apostle Michael Musa pages. Let us know what God is doing in your life through Global Prayer Week. And do pray for the success of the program and do pray. Apostle Paul says, pray also for me that words may be given, that I will declare the word of God boldly. Do also pray for the apostles. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow and day number five. And we believe that God is going to do something phenomenal tomorrow. We'll be starting tomorrow at 6 p.m., ending at some time to eight because of Lord shedding. Electricity is going badly in South Africa. So starting early at 6 p.m., send or let somebody know. I know some of you came at seven. You wondered why the program has already started. It is because of Lord shedding. So tomorrow at 6 p.m., do connect, do invite somebody, invite 10 people tomorrow. We are moving from one level of glory going to another level. I believe that there's going to be strong impartation on Friday and on Saturday. So invite somebody that God can bless them too. This is Apostle Michael Mucha and Apostle Munya Makone. And also, uh, if uh, you are in Cape Town, yes. we have an honor tomorrow. So uh, be there. Uh, After our program, we're going also to the all night. Uh, starting at what? Nine. Starting at nine. Uh, nine. Around five in the morning. Yeah, it's in what? Claremont. Yes. Yeah. So what, what's going to happen is our team is going to put the details of the all night prayer as, as we close the program. So if you're in Cape Town and surrounding areas, or you're in South Africa and you want to be part and parcel of the healing and prophetic night, that's happening in Cape Town. Get the details, get the phone number, uh, call us, uh, ask for directions, and be there because God is going to be doing something tomorrow in Cape Town. God bless you. God bless you. Yes. Yes. Are we free? Yes, how are you? You know I said to Banajo.